Hey there, single lady. What I'm going to talk with you about today is why you should date the man you like, but who doesn't make you swoon. Sounds interesting, right? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship hottie, Shanna Schutte. You can contact the show by screaming loudly out your window. And the chain of barking dogs will alert us to your question. Now here's Shanna. That's the wrong one. We got the wrong intro. Take two. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. Oh my gosh, being married to my friend who I love, my friend who makes me laugh every day is just the biggest blessing. That was my husband, Clark, that you just heard. And we made that intro about the barking dogs while we were on a trip to Kansas. So today, what I'm going to talk about is why you should date the man that you like. Maybe the guy who makes you laugh, that you feel comfortable with, but the guy who doesn't make you swoon. Ted Houston, he's a professor at the University of Texas at Austin, says that marriages that begin with this romantic bliss and high intensity are particular divorce prone because that intensity cannot be maintained. And as you can imagine, this causes big problems or can cause big problems in relationships when that romantic intensity that cannot be maintained collides with an expectation that it should be maintained or that it should last forever. And that if it doesn't, that's an indication that we are with the wrong person. So if a woman believes that it's true love because she quickly falls for a guy and there's like a high level of attraction, then what can happen is that she's in danger of being disappointed later when that infatuation dies. And I've seen this happen over and over again, even with older women. We can be duped into, you know, falling because of a high level of chemistry. Uh, I used to work at an organization and there was an older gentleman there who was awesome. He was in his 80s. And one day he showed up at work with an article. The title of the article uh, was something like the brain in love. And it was on a study that had been done that actually revealed that during the initial stages of falling in love with someone, that the chemistry of your brain changes. It's like you're on cocaine. So we're not thinking clearly during that time period. And also this type of infatuation studies show can only last up to about three years. So after that period of time, what you're left with is the real foundation of the relationship. So what that means is that emotional and physical intensity at the beginning of a relationship are really no guarantee that a relationship is good or that two people should even be together. This Dr. Houston, he notes that happier couples don't consider the end of this infatuation period like some sort of crushing blow, but what they do is they just look at it as a natural transition from the romantic relationship to a working partnership. He also says that many couples, they'll start out as friends and then later on they'll add romantic love to their bond, which can totally work. So what does this mean for you? This means that I encourage you 
to go out with a guy who's your good friend or who could become your good friend, to go out with a guy that you respect and admire and that you really enjoy being with, to go out with a guy who likes you for you and who doesn't try to change your personality, to date the guy that you trust, that makes you laugh and with whom you feel at home. Doesn't that sound awesome? to think about feeling at home with someone. I remember when my husband and I were seeing each other, I was living in Atlanta and he was in Colorado Springs. And one time he came to visit me and he pulled into the parking lot uh, where I lived and I went out to meet him in his car and I just gave him a big hug and I started to cry. And he said, why are you crying? What's wrong? And I said, well, you just feel like home to me. I was away from everyone who I loved and who I knew really well. And I was in a new place and a new city. And um, he just felt like home to me. So there's nothing better than being married to your good, good friend. So this high level of intensity and high level of attraction won't last, but the solid things in a relationship that really make up the good stuff in a relationship, all the trust and, and feeling at home with someone and having shared values, all these kinds of things, these are the kinds of things that can last. But maybe you're thinking, well, don't have to be attracted to him. Absolutely. When I tell women that they should go out with a guy who maybe doesn't make them swoon, but has all of these other character traits, they say, well, Shanna, don't I have to be physically attracted to him? Sure, there has to be some attraction. You shouldn't ever date somebody that you don't find physically desirable at all. That would not be wise because physicality and, of course, sex and stuff, it's all a part of a healthy relationship. But you don't have to be blown away by, by a guy. He doesn't have to make you swoon. It doesn't have to be a whole big lusty thing. It, it doesn't have to make your heart go pitter-patter. It doesn't have to be like the movies. Culture and films and books and conversations with our girlfriends, they have taught us to value this idealism of intense romance above all, which is often connected to kind of a rush of physical chemistry. But the problem is, is that it doesn't serve us well when it comes to finding lasting love, if that's what we're leaning on to figure out if a relationship is right for us or not. My husband Clark and I, um, we started out in the friends category. And when we first met, we weren't interested in each other romantically, but we really enjoyed talking with one another. Then what happened was like turned into deep respect and admiration, which turned into romantic love. And I knew it was a safe and healthy relationship uh, because Clark liked me for me and I liked him for who he was and we didn't try to change each other. And my husband told me that he liked me as a friend before he ever loved me as a girlfriend. And I've told him that being married to your best friend is totally the bomb. And because we started out as friends, I was able to be myself without the pressure of feeling like I had to meet some certain set of expectations, which had often been the case in relationships that I had had in the past. It started out with, with this really high intensity, um, a, a romantic intensity. So over time, uh, my relationship with my husband grew and it has grown. And now I cannot imagine being married to anyone else. I can't imagine a better match for me. So, but you do want to forget zero attraction. So don't think I'm saying that. I'm not suggesting that you date somebody you have zero attraction for or that you don't like a lot or you don't like being with or someone you can't imagine being 
sexually intimate with. That would not be wise. And don't try to make someone into a date or a mate uh, with whom your values and your interests don't match up and they're not compatible. That's a recipe for disaster too. But what I am suggesting is I'm suggesting that you consider going out with men who automatically don't make you think, I think this guy could be the one or, you know, wow, he's really amazing looking or whatever. Go out with some men who don't wow you at first. Go out with the men who at first glance don't seem like your type. Go out with the guy who doesn't make you swoon. I was coaching a woman one time and she was telling me that she had a date set up from online. And she told me, she said, but Shanna, he's bald. Well, she liked men with hair. And so I said, um, and when I was single, I liked men with hair too. It ceased to matter later. And now it wouldn't even matter at all if I was single. But she said, I, I, I just don't like guys who are bald, you know, and I said, well, hey, you know, give this guy a chance. And because you never know what he's going to be like. People are made up of so many parts, right? They're a big pie. And uh, we are not serving ourselves when we judge them just by one or two characteristics. So she called me later and she said, you would not believe I went out with this guy. He's amazing. He has so many good qualities. So again, go out with a guy who at first glance doesn't seem like he is your type because here's the thing, it could totally lead to a happy ending. So rather than getting all caught up in how a particular guy makes you feel because of romance or chemistry, ask yourself, do I really enjoy being with this person? Now I understand at the beginning it can be kind of confusing because sometimes we can think, well, yeah, I really do enjoy being with that person, but really it's more about this chemistry that we have going on. That's why in order to make sure about the foundation of the relationship and that we really are with someone who is our friend, someone we respect, admire, who we trust, and there's all those good character traits there, it's good to take your time so that you can sort all of that out. You may find that if you go out with some men who you had previously not considered, Um, that someone could be a very, very good match for you and make you deeply happy. And you can make him happy too. All right, I hope this has been an encouragement for you. If you haven't yet, head on over to singleover30.net and check out some of my freebies on the homepage or some of my free advice there. And once you sign up for one of the freebies and get a download from me or sign up at the bottom of the page to receive emails from me, then you'll hear from me when I do free classes and coaching and all kinds of cool stuff. All right. Remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. Talk to you next time. Keep it sunny, please.